0: Welcome to today's HFS videocast on the future of supply chain. Uh, My name is Saurabh. Uh, I'm the president uh, for research and advisory at HFS. And I'm delighted to be joined by three gentlemen today. Um, Dharmendra Patwardhan, lovingly known as Pat, (laughs) from from Capgemini. He's the EVP and and global head for intelligent supply chain at Capgemini. Uh, Kevin Nash who is the SVP for global integrated logistics at Kuhn and Nago. Uh, and then Matthew Spoomer, who is the head of industry thought leadership at Kinaxis. So welcome all of you. Thanks for, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks very thanks so much, Sarada. So thanks. And uh, it's a pleasure for all of us to be uh, with you. And uh, I think uh, a good starting point would be, uh, why are there three of us here for this uh, <laughs> And the reason for that is that uh, it goes into uh, something which uh, I think we'll explore as we go along in our conversation, which is that uh, we believe that supply chains are more uh, supply chain networks rather than supply chains and networks imply ecosystems. And uh, both uh, Punanagal and Kenexis are a part of the Capgemini ecosystem. And I thought that uh, it would be interesting to uh, turn this conversation into reality by having a triumvirate of the ecosystem to talk to you and uh, exchange notes, rather than uh, just me, uh, you know, uh, trying to articulate the point. So that's why we invited Kevin, and they graciously agreed, uh, Kevin and uh, Matt.
0: No thanks, Pat. And I think I think the the one keyword that I'll pick up pick up from that opening remarks is. Uh, supply networks, not supply chains. Right, and I think if you look at what's happened over the last two or three years, you know, COVID. Actually, I think it's shown a light on all the supply chain issues that we've had. Uh, it was just, it was just not at the boardroom level, right? It was always dealt at an operational level. And then, with the inflationary pressures, you know, with the with the war that's that's happening. In Ukraine, uh, these challenges have been exacerbated. Uh, but I think I, I tend to think of myself as a glass half-full kind of a person. <laughs> and, and I feel this is a this is a brilliant opportunity for, for all of us, but but supply chain executives across the globe, you know, to really deal with some of these issues head on, now more than ever and in fact uh, you know we reached out to about 600 global 2000 companies just recently and nearly 80% of them said that they are looking at increasing investments in partnerships with third party service providers and third party technology providers uh, which brings to bear this whole concept of the ecosystem that patty were just just outlining right and i think i think i'd i'd like to sort of start the conversation by just by just talking about this fact that you know supply chain is no longer an operational conversation, it's a boardroom conversation, it's it's mm-hmm. a C level conversation. And I think the I feel that the mindset needs to change, right? Just the word chain itself sort of starts to connotate, you know, linear, constrained thinking. Uh, and and I feel does the mindset of this have to change? What do you what do you think, Pat? And and then maybe we'll start with you and then get on to Kevin and, and Matt.
1: Sure. So there were two uh, questions you uh, put together. Uh, sort of. So first is, uh, so traditionally, a supply chain was, uh, if I say so, taken for granted a little bit. And it was at least not a board-level conversation. And uh, there are, uh, if you look at it, uh, with what has happened in the recent past, uh, there are three or four forces which are now uh, impacting the supply value network. Let me start by stopping using the word supply chain and start moving to supply value networks. And in no order of priority, uh, sustainability, customer experience, and uh, the global nature of supply chains and the fact that uh, often there are uh, thousands of components in that global nature of uh, supply chain, and last but not the least, uh, resilience. And if you look at it, uh, each of these, uh, if we keep sustainability aside, has been either amplified or accelerated by what has happened uh, because of the pandemic or because of the geopolitical events we have seen uh, recently. And I think that has resulted in uh, these four uh, drivers which have been impacting the supply value network have elevated the importance of uh, managing this to a board level conversation rather than uh, something which you take for granted. And then if I come to uh, the whole network aspect and if I take uh, the CPG industry as example and it's not uh, unique, the concept of supply chain denotes that you have a big manufacturer and then uh, at the end of the day, uh, how fast can you, can you get uh, material on uh, shelves was what it was all about. And while you said that it was customer centric, nobody in this chain, so-called chain, actually uh, was very much concerned about the customer. Conversely, a network denotes that you have a customer at the heart and then each of the constituent players, some of which can be the Client and a lot of them can be actually unique service providers who are uniquely positioned to add value, who come together to uh, service the customer and what the customer wants, is uh, where I come in and capture when I believe that uh, is the point of view. And uh, Kevin, uh, would you want to give your views, followed by Matt, in terms of uh, the questions which uh, Sarah had? Matt, please go ahead.
2: Yeah, I I, I think that there's a couple of things that that I want to add. Um, The the first thing is actually to consider the circularity of supply chain networks. So in the past, a supply chain was linear, but now in order to ensure sustainability, we've we've got to consider uh, repair, reuse uh, and recycling of of parts. And so supply chain is no longer a fixed linear process. It it needs to be an end-to-end circular process. And the other piece, which I think is is really important, is about the um, about how supply chains have been elevated to the the, the board. And you mentioned that the pandemic um, has elevated the supply the importance of supply chain to the board. Uh, the recent supply shortages have elevated supply chain to the board. And I think what you're seeing coming up now is inflation. Inflation is going to be a board level topic, and it's a supply chain topic. So I think that we're going to see. This is not just a one-off event. The supply chain has now become a board-level conversation. Supply chain is a board-level conversation.
3: I think um, to the to the point of the boardroom discussion, at least I think that's never been more true. Um, the significance of uh, supply chain for companies is now undeniable, as as you both mentioned. Um, and if you, I, I look at it in the cons, in the in the perspective of all the stakeholders that are in the chain, each of them represented by different uh, board members, and and that's why it's a collective board discussion and not just a single person uh, within a board, right? So if you look at all those stakeholders that are either involved with or contribute within the order to cash cycle of a of a of what we had previously termed determined as a linear supply chain, that's why it really. Is then becoming that network. Uh, And it is critical that a company's leadership do put supply chain on the agenda, because if they don't, they miss something very significant. Um, So when Pat and Matt, you talk about supply chain being a network or even, uh, let's say, cyclical, this is also very true, right? If you consider all those different stakeholders that I mentioned being part of a network. Right? And not just the component, but actually these stakeholders, all of them either consuming or, or providing information to complete their tasks. And it can be from sales and marketing or who obviously want uninterrupted supply and availability through customer service to even quality and compliance. Don't forget finance and procurement. Then manufacturing, who must, for instance, plan, forecast, ensure capacity, accelerate or decelerate, depending on on the demand at the time. And then you add in all the suppliers and service providers that are engaged in that supply chain network. All these are levers and influences on that supply structure. And that's why it's a boardroom discussion. And that's why it's a network and not a chain.
0: Yeah, so I think all all of us agree that it's a boardroom discussion and it will continue to be that way. All of us agree that it's no longer a linear process, but it's circular, it's more networked. But let me, I think the obvious follow-up question to that is what is being discussed at this, in these boardrooms? What are the inefficiencies? What are the problem statements? What are the pain points uh, that are being discussed? What are the top one or two that, maybe pat you you can start us off again you know what are the top two two issues that you're observing in your in your clients as an example
1: so a lot of these factors are uh, to a certain extent outside of uh, an entity's control so the global pandemic or uh, the geopolitical shocks are something which you cannot directly control or influence what you can control is agility And it goes back to the point I was making earlier about linear versus network. So the principal point which a lot of organizations now are uh, starting to address is uh, agility. And this moves from a very tactical point that uh, your planning horizons were monthly to the fact that you need to react far more quicker. And agility can only be achieved via visibility and the ability to act because agility by definition means that you should be able to act at quick notice and react to changes which have happened and how do you adjust this whole thing. And to be able to do that, availability of data, visibility to what is happening across your supply network and then how do you react to it. I would rate uh, these two or three things as the principal challenges which a lot of organizations are working towards figuring out how they need to solve. Matt, okay. you want to take a stab at uh, giving your thoughts?
2: Yeah, and and um, I, I think I w- I would agree with that. Um, but w- when we talk about agility, um, a- agility is not just making faster decisions around a bad process. It's not just speeding up a bad process. And I think there's a lot of organisations. Who think about i uh, think that agility is just making fast decisions when actually it's the process that that needs to be fundamentally addressed um organizations it's not just about putting in in new technology uh, organizations need to consider um, what is the the planning technique and um uh, you know um john sicard the ceo of of, of kinaxis talks about it's the technique, not the technology, uh, and I think that's you know that's really important. The organisations actually one of the biggest challenges is that they need to look at the the planning techniques and the supply chain techniques they use, not the tech, not necessarily the technology that they use.
3: Yeah. When when we um in in our role uh as a as a let's say a, a supply chain orchestrator when we're talking to our customers and the feedback we get from them uh, the two most common discussed inefficiencies are data and change management um and and the, the conversations start from 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 various different dynamics right in respect to the data itself most companies have they have enormous amounts of data we all have enormous amounts of data and the, and the and the clients we talk to have huge amounts of data so it can be customer data it can be logistics data it can be external data and getting data is typically not the issue um what we see is that the challenge starts when you want to make sense of data and the challenges exponentially increases when you actually want to take action on that data right uh, to, to your point what is the technique and not the technology, uh, Matt, Right. Um, these steps have to be done really quickly and efficiently, because the value of data diminishes over time, right? so so our focus when we're talking to our customers, our focus as a supply chain orchestrator is to help our customers move towards real time problem solving using better techniques. Obviously, technology comes to bear in that as well, yeah. but it's about how you use it and not not necessarily just plugging something in right um, and uh, that real time component is where uh, 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 the data in the supply chain is actionable and intervention can be preventative the further you move away from that any intervention becomes let's say corrective or educative only right and then the second thing we talk about change management or lack of it yeah and that's where we see most of you know the projects or improvements that that boards want to happen top down that's where they mostly fail um, being crystal clear on the deliverable and who is actually responsible for the change uh, and the subsequent activity and then clearly communicating the plan, this is absolutely the, the, the critical component to success or if not done, failure indeed, right? So um, what, we, what we advocate is that, that each department and function that will touch or engage with, with the plan change uh, or improvement must be prepared to contribute and adapt and we understand of course that this isn't easy right it's easy it's easy to say and, and or it's simple to say but not simplistic to deliver right so keeping that cross-functional alignment of all the multiple departments is a key challenge and and, and due to all the amount of information we talked about right uh, information that has to be processed between all the parties and i think also something in that network is that there's numerous supply chain trade-offs that are always uh, existing in most organizations uh, and and th- these these are the two biggest areas of inefficiencies that we try to work on with our clients and uh, in in, in, uh, in our role
0: i know that's that's fascinating so if i if i look at what, what all three of you said right i i'm sort of reminded by this of this you know very simplistic framework that I was taught in high school. Remember the people process technology, sort of it was like a Venn diagram, which intersected with each other. And what I remember was that all three circles were equal, right? And I think what has happened over the last, you know, decade, perhaps in our obsession with digital, you know, that technology circle has become very, very big. And we've somewhat forgotten a little bit about the talent equation, we've somewhat you know, not focused on the technique or the process element of it, and then I think in the modern world we need to start adding to that framework that layer of data, Kevin, that you mentioned, and and change management. I think, I think uh, that holistic framework is what's missing. In if I if I look at you know the supply chain inefficiencies today, is how do you balance all those things? It's it's easier said than done, uh, but. You know, Pat, you at Capgemini are are trying to do that, right? Uh, um, how, what is what is your magic mantra for for clients to uh, to you know address some of these challenges around agility and you know bring together all these levers of people, process, technology, data, change, um, in a holistic way to really make a dent in some of these conversations.
1: Sure, and before I answer that, Saurabh, uh, just to uh, amplify the points which you made and uh, Kevin made, Matt made, why is it that uh, Excel continues to be uh, the most commonly used technology uh, across uh, all of supply chain? And the principal reason for that is uh, the point which everybody made, which is that uh, organizational change management, the people aspect of it, the fact that uh, in theory the technology uh, Element of the Venn diagram consumed a lot of it and reduced focus on the other two, which is the people and uh, the change management side of it. And that's where we come in actually, because uh, one, it's easier to do change when uh, you're able to centralize and uh, do it with somebody like Capgemini, whose uh, bread and butter is to operate processes in a standard manner, etc. etc. Second, uh, from our consulting practice, we come with a strong organizational chain management uh, practice. And typically as a part of any large uh, technology implementation, we almost insist that this be an integral part of uh, what a client should impact upon. Whether we do it, somebody else does it is not uh, the key criteria. And third then, uh, if I look at how do we address it uh, structurally. Now, if we... Uh, Look at the way traditionally, the way organizations have been uh, structured, and this is true for most companies. Even within an organization, there are silos. So if you take uh, the multiple organizations, so if you take planning sits within supply chain, and typically uh, the planning function will be for even best in class companies, be geared towards optimizing their own KPIs. Manufacturing will be optimized or manufacturing typically in the past with long production lines at the cheapest cost. So the key point I'm making is that between plan, uh, execute, which is the commercial function, moving on to deliver, which is the whole logistics and fulfillment part. And then you move on to uh, the collect and claims portion, which is where uh, you finally, after delivering collect cash. Each of these is geared towards optimizing themselves. And which is where the Capgemini concept of uh, one operations kicks in. That uh, move away from this uh, traditional siloed concept of uh, optimizing for your vertical and run it as a value chain where you look at it from plan to collect and then run it as a value chain. And I'm using the value chain here because right now I'm focused on, first of all, solving problems which exist within the enterprise. And then of course, there need to be uh, significant uh, ecosystem partners in this whole thing to make it work. So, one operations is about uh, breaking silos, running operations as a value stream rather than uh, as uh, the verticals in which typically organizations are organized. uh, Organizations are organized, wonderful. And then uh, bringing in the right suite of, uh, you know, the ecosystem to bear uh, both from a technology perspective and from a people and organizational change management and we've seen that uh, a number of large organizations are increasingly seeing the value of uh, working in a different manner it's a large change for most organizations but that is the way forward uh, and that's what we are uh, recommending to our clients is uh, one of the solution aspects of uh, what we just discussed in terms of the challenges we see and uh, how do we turn them into opportunities
0: yeah so, so you sorry uh, matt go on
2: and i was just going to to um reinforce um uh, what you were just saying pat because you know i i was a I worked for uh, most recently with a very large organisation who is moving to uh, um, away from siloed functional organisation to end-to-end processes, looking at you know uh, plan to deliver order to cash, procure to pay across the whole sort of, finance supply chain, um, and I think it, it is a huge change for the organisation, um, but it's a, a change that drives huge uh, improvements in efficiency, not just in terms of Uh, supply chain efficiency, it drives huge uh, improvements in terms of the the overall results of the organization um, and the customer centricity of the organization.
1: Very true. Very true. Because uh, one of the important aspects of uh, the One Operations uh, premise is that actually the uh, business outcomes which you typically measure in terms of uh, working capital, revenue, profitability are uh, subservient to a larger objective of uh, how do you improve employee experience? How do you improve improve your customer experience, for instance? And if you do that, then these uh, business objectives, which you track through numbers, are derivatives of that rather than being uh, sitting on top of uh, the fundamental objectives of the organization. I
3: mean, um, my experience is we're in with our clients, we're in a relationship uh, a, a sector, especially in 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 the supply chain uh, segment, uh, as it's been called. It, uh, We'd love to call it supply network segment, but we're not there yet. Um, but ultimately, it's the uh, it's the people behind, uh, and uh, moreover, uh, lately the 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 people agenda has been very very challenging, and and I think the 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 pandemic has um, really thrown our older tradition, more traditional thinking on its head. You know, people have been investing, and companies have been investing in real estate and and many things for many years. Um, whereas now, um, it's the employee experience that matters much more than the than, than the let's say corporate footprint. Um, it's the corporate identity now, uh, and we do that through our people and through delivering customer satisfaction, um, and that comes. And we see it, and there have been studies very clearly done on the fact that higher customer satisfaction scores in terms of whether it's uh, net promoter scores or however you want to manage that, come from engaging with the customer end-to-end and managing all those different stakeholders in that network. So the people agenda is absolutely critical. And and a lot of, uh, in the past, I heard many people talking about the soft uh, uh, skills, right? Um, I don't look at it as soft skills at all. Right? If you, uh, if you talk about people who don't want to work in your organization anymore and their lack of or, or diminished productivity prior to their leave, then there's a period of time where you have to drive uh, 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 a period within your, in your network of uh, 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 excessive effort from the people who remain. Then you have new people coming in, uh, uh, hopefully as, in a, the most agile way as possible. Um, and then those people take a period of time to uh, to get up to speed. There's a very, very solid mathematical calculation behind that that tells you that the money behind that process is not soft at all, right? Um, it's a very, very solid bottom line uh, impact and therefore a boardroom discussion about how you need to manage your people responsibilities alongside all the other responsibilities you have to your clients. mm
1: mm-hmm. And sort of, if I, I, I ask a question to you for uh, a change, <laughs> um, I think that uh, the one office concept which uh, SFS, HFS has been, uh, you know, at the heart of uh, putting forth and uh, one operations in some sense uh, at a construct level uh, are aiming towards the same goal. Do you think uh, that hypothesis is uh, valid? What's your point of view?
0: no absolutely pat in fact i was going to say exactly the same your one operations sounds very similar to our one office with just semantics are different right because i think our i truly believe that you know this whole digital narrative that we've been going after is now horizon one you know digital is no longer some sci-fi that's going to happen in 3 5 years you know digital is is required right now right here it's essential for survival but i think in this in this whole you know, obsession with digital, we've forgotten a little bit about holistic transformation. Right? And, and we talked about people, process, data, change. Uh, technology is very, very important, so don't get me wrong, but technology alone is not gonna help us solve that problem. And that's really the fundamental premise between this one office wherein, you know, where we're looking at holistic transformation. If you look at organizations, They've been so fragmented with this. You know, there's a front office, there's a middle office, there's a back office, and to, to be honest, supply chains are one of the most fragmented operations uh, that are out there. There are at least twenty supply chain teams. You know, and that's why the easiest way to share information is spreadsheets. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's that's really the concept behind one office. That there's only one office that matters, and that's the office that caters to the customer. Right. And Anything. all these enabling technologies uh, need to just facilitate that one office. Right. And, and if you are able to deliver that through the one operations concept, uh, Pat, leveraging uh, ecosystem partners, because I don't think however big Capgemini might be, you can't be everything to anyone. Right. You will need. We don't intend to be, to
1: be sir. We don't yeah. intend to be because that is not the right thing. Because, yeah. for example, what Kevin does uh, is something which is unique and a specialized capability and can access, for example. And that was one of the reasons, as I mentioned at the beginning, that we thought it would be interesting to get together uh, folks who bring unique capabilities to the table and form a part of our wider ecosystem.
0: Yeah, I think, I think where we are where we are going in this world is, you know, we there are three stakeholders that we have to manage and give equal importance. There is the customer, you know, we need to manage customer experience, but there is, as Kevin, you mentioned, we need to equally manage the employee experience because you can't get to the customer experience without employee experience. But the one thing that we often forget is the partner experience, because I think that's becoming, especially if you're a supply chain convert, then you need to look at that partner experience as well. But you, you know, I, I think this was a very fascinating conversation. i I just have one last question for all three of you. Um, and it is, you know if you had if you had one wish that could come true uh, in your world, uh, given all the stuff that's going around us, uh, what would that be? Um, I'll start with you, Matt if you had one wish that could come true, uh, what would that be? Uh, that's a,
2: I mean, I assume you're talking about just within the context of uh, of supply chain, as a, as opposed to the, the, the wider um, wish for the world. But, um, I, you know, I, I think if I had one wish, it would be that we would all collaborate um, in an open and transparent, uh, transparent way. Um, and that we would focus um, on you know, very much on sustainability um, uh, and ensuring the long-term survival of, you know, uh, of, of the planet and the resources that, that we have, because I think that's in the, the long-term best interest uh, of all of our organizations
0: uh, and us as a species collaboration, collaboration to drive sustainability. That's, that's a noble thought. Um, Kevin.
3: Yeah, it's going to it's going to sound a bit trite, but it would have been exactly, if you say I have that one wish, right. (laughs) So uh, in the, in supply chain. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, the, the sustainability topic is, is super high on the agenda. Right. And, and you talked about earlier about what is that, that, don't forget the partner uh, management right in that collaboration right so there's the customer piece there's the employee piece right so and i think when 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 i look at all those conversations you know that one wish is getting spread out and and our customers i think across everywhere are are, at the world over and this this is coming through in all the supply chain conversations that we have and that's that sustainability topic like matt says right and and um you know, so so my wish uh, uh, is that we can expand that uh, collaboration. Uh, I mean, one good news is that, that, and and that's how we're engaged with, with Capgemini as Kühn and Nagel, right? Uh, is to offer really holistic sustainability programs that really cover everything from strategy creation to execution and the execution being that you can really follow it through and, and you can measure it and you can work on reduction and therefore you can really support all those supply chain guys sitting in the boardrooms to, to deliver their needs, right? So if it's one wish in the context of this conversation, it's to really deepen the collaboration with all the different parties in the chain. We even have some customers who have really flipped everything over. And they said, we're not going to plan anything now that can have a lower footprint. We're going to plan the lowest footprint and then manage the consequences of that planning differently. Right, so it's they managed. They they put their focus on managing cost to the lowest footprint. Right, and it's a complete one hundred and eighty degrees thinking. And I, my one wish would that more and more and more companies would think in that direction and put sustainability first.
0: Sustainability first through collaboration.
1: Yeah. That... So, on a lighter note. Uh... I think uh, in my professional lifetime, I wish uh, that Excel stops being the primary tool of <laughs> supply chain experts and uh, proponents. But on a more serious note, uh, couldn't I agree more with uh, the themes which uh, Matt and Kevin highlighted. And from a Capgemini perspective, uh, we've actually uh, made it a public statement that uh, we put a target out there that by a given period in time, we will save uh, for our clients. I- Huge number of uh, a billion in terms of uh, CO2 emissions saved, and so from our perspective, uh, it's something which is akin to a, company and that represents uh, the seriousness with which we believe that uh, not just Capgemini but uh, everybody in this world needs to tackle uh, this whole aspect of sustainability at a structural level. And supply chain is at the heart of uh, being able to contribute because it is also at the heart of uh, the negative aspects of what we have seen in terms of uh, the impact on the environment and so on and so forth. So I think you've got common agreement from everybody that uh, if we had to pick one, this seems to be at the top of everybody's uh, agenda.
0: Yeah, Well, if three people have the same wish, there's a higher chance of it coming true, right? So so I think I think on that note, uh, thank you gentlemen. this has a fascinating conversation. And I think to people who are listening to this or, or watching this, I think the the silver bullet is collaboration. If you want to get 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 your internal teams working, you know, collaborate with them, If you want to get broader supply chains or bro- broader supply networks working, Collaborate with the ecosystem, and if you want this world to be what we see it is, uh, if you want this to be sustainable, you know, then again, it's collaboration. So, thank you, everyone. Thanks for thanks for joining. Thanks for being candid, and thanks for sharing your views.
1: Thank you, sir. Thanks. Thank you. To, it's been a pleasure, and uh, hope it was. Uh, a good
0: experience guys, thanks thanks everyone
1: absolutely thanks very much sir take care Bye bye
2: thank you very much thanks. everyone